This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. I'm Dave Brown, and this is a podcast version of AMI's Morning Show, now with Dave Brown. Catch the live broadcasts weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Let's catch up with community reporter Louise Levesque-Burley in Moncton, New Brunswick. Hey, good morning, Louise. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm well. Always nice to chat with you after a long weekend. Louise, you recently had had the chance to visit Rosano's restaurant in Moncton and had a pretty good experience. Let's start with accessibility. Did you find that anything stood out to you? Were they accommodating to any, any of your particular needs? Absolutely. They're very accommodating. Um, and that's why I wanted to talk about it because it was uh, my first time there and they couldn't do enough. And the waitress that I had, she had a bit of uh, training to serve the non-sighted. She didn't know the clock system. So I shared that with her. What's the, clo- what's the clock system? The clock system is, you know, you think of a clock in your mind and potatoes are 12 and the meat is at six and um, the veggies are usually on um, either three or nine. And in between there's, you know, so that you use that as a visual in your mind. Laying out the plate, laying out the plate for folks. Okay. Yeah. And then the liquids are usually on your right. And uh, so I shared that with her. And the second time I went with my friends, uh, she remembered. So, and the food and the, um, is, you know, because it's Rosano's, they say it's Italian, but there is a variety of food. There's not just, uh, they promote their chicken nachos and a variety of pasta foods, but they do have fish and, and burgers and chicken. So so they, and it, it's a real nice atmosphere, Dave, like you're not on top of each other. So you can hear who's at your table mm. or your booth. And that's important to us, right? Not being able to see. Um, now it is a cozy, uh, low light. So maybe for some low vision that wouldn't work. So bring your little flashlight or, or magnifying glass with a, a light, but it's a very nice atmosphere. I called ahead and I always tell them that I can't see. So um, they give me the same waitress, Lisa, and she's fantastic. She And they, you can eat outside, you know, in the summertime, uh, there's a patio outside. And, uh, oh, Dave, their caramel cheesecake is to die for. So the food is good. There's no doubt in the quality of the food. You're giving that a ringing endorsement. Louise, I want to dig a little bit deeper onto this accessibility mm-hmm. side because I know you've spoken mm-hmm. to us about restaurants before and some varying yes. experiences that you've had. And this actually came up in a daily poll we did at the either last week or the week before about what a restaurant can do to make the experience more comfortable from a disability or accessibility point of view. Uh, Things like lower tables. So if someone's a wheelchair user, uses a mobility device, it's easy to get to. Or even then, just lower seats in general, easy for folks to get into and out of without hopping up onto bar stools and trying to get around. So what yes. are some of the things that you might look for? I know I love me a large print menu, like enough of these eight point, eight point fonts on menus, unnecessary, helpful for no one. 
And and also, I think that the restaurants need to to look at color contrast with their menus. Like sometimes, you know, uh, as we know, yellow background and black is great, and and white and and black or navy blue uh, writing is the best. Uh, you know, they have all these fancy colors, and you can, you can barely see them, like you said, because they're small. And uh, there's there's no reason why they can't have you know sixteen aerial or or whatnot, that's one. And then, you know, have a little training with your staff um, to be more verbal and to talk directly. Like, that's what I appreciated with this particular restaurant. They talk directly to me, not to my friends. Mm. What does she want type of thing? And, uh, you know, it's it's not just... Um, the behaviors. It's like you said, the physical part of it. And the fact that you're not on top of each other, like you have space, you know, with my dog, right? Um, you have space for your, your guide dog to, to be in a corner and uh, not being underneath a table that he doesn't fit because he's too large, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you know, shove him in under, no, he, he's, he's too large. He's 78 pounds. I can't Put him under. There's a oh post. Oh my gosh, Mister Fig, monster. Uh, Mister Fig, he's quite very muscular and very <laughs> mini mini horse, mini horse. Oh my gosh, it sounds like me. Uh, you know, like <laughs> quarter of the size. Uh, Louise, I'm just I'm just going to give folks uh, the, the the information on Rosano's here in case they do decide they want to take a trip or they're in the Moncton area. So it's on 30 Mapleton Road in Moncton, mm-hmm. and folks can call five zero six. 855-6464 if they want to uh, reach out in advance or visit the website rosanos.ca. Let's uh, jump over to St. John where folks in that neck of the woods have an opportunity to visit the Container Village and Area 506 Vendor Village. So what happens there? Well, it's First of all, the container uh, container ship is what is used to transport all kinds of things on a boat. Uh, could be vehicles to food to whatever. And what St. John has done is so unique. Um, they've they've taken the uh, discontinued uh, containers and made it into a village, a retail store village it could be they could be selling um these containers by the way they're big they're large um they're like 40 feet and i don't know how high but they're quite high and um so there's retail stores like clothing and there's arts and there's food and they use that at the waterfront, they've created a little village of these containers, and you can go there. There's concerts. Um, there's different activities that you uh, can attend at these. And do you know what, Dave? This is such a great idea. Now, they've uh, named theirs 506, and 506 is the area code for New Brunswick. So I thought that was pretty unique. And um, you know, I launch a challenge to the federal government, like you could have container condos, you could have container apartments village, you 
could use, we have lots of land in Canada. There is no reason why people have to live on the street. Uh, you know, they could be using these discontinued containers. And by the way, uh, there is a six inch step to get into the containers. However, once you are in, it's all flat, just so you know. And um, they are also, um, uh, you know, uh, flat in, if you're mobility challenged, you may have difficulty with a six inch, um, but the doorway is wide. Yeah, this is, an so this is an opportunity where an organization like Stopgap might come into play to build the yeah, uh, temporary ramps, and this yeah. could be a huge opportunity. Louise, I also, I also agree with the merit of containers as potential dwellings. A few of my favorite YouTube channels are actually people who live off the grid in containers and yeah. rig them up with solar panels and plumbing yeah. and all kinds of stuff. It's actually very conceivable and very doable and extremely yeah. low cost if they were looking it's... for affordable housing solutions or tiny home solutions. So you're definitely yeah. on to something there, Louise, no doubt about it so wednesdays yeah. to sundays 11 a.m to 7 p.m sounds like quite a cool happening area 506.ca is where you can go learn more to visit the container village louise we've got about two minutes on the clock here you're always up to something fun you're always finding <laughs> activities and hobbies for us to stay busy and you recently came across the tactile turnicube tell me about this new hobby of yours well, it's a brain teaser, Dave, and it's a square with six different services. And on the surface, it has dots, and the dots are, are tactile. Uh, some are pointy, some are flat, some are indented. And the idea here, and it's also great for low vision because there's a lot of contrast color. And so, um, and it's very easy to manipulate with your hands. It turns very nicely. It's a great thing to what the idea is to try and get all the same dots on the same surface. Uh, I'm down to two dots on the same surface. And yes, you can Google it and find out how to do it, but I don't want to do that. No, I no. want to figure it out myself. <laughs> Those are cheat codes. Yeah, Louise, yeah. They, they probably can't call it this for copyright purposes, but it looks like it's just a tactile Rubik's Cube. If I'm yes, if being honest you're here. absolutely correct, but they had to come up with a tactile turkey. <laughs> yeah, well, the, in Rubik's, order not the, to Rubik's, the Rubik's people are very litigious. <laughs> yes, exactly. But anyway, it's great to have on hand for coffee breaks, traveling, rainy day. Uh, I use mine uh, every day pretty well to keep my brain active so and it's only $13.95 at the braille store my favorite store to shop online <laughs> and uh, the item number is 1173 because every item in the braille store has a, a number BrailleBookstore.com if folks are looking for that stuff. And Louise, I 100% agree. You know, so many folks do things like Sudoku or crossword puzzles right. or Wordle to keep their mind occupied. And sometimes with all of those, even though there are some accessibility functions that are there, they're not always super fluid and super easy to use. So anything we can do to distract ourselves and keep our mind sharp makes sense to me. Louise, thank you for keeping us sharp. We appreciate it. Have a great day and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right. Take good care, Dave. That's Louise Levesque Burley, a community reporter in Moncton, New Brunswick. You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. This was an AMI podcast. 
For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.